so you see in your congregation, how can you help people prioritize the local church? What would be your advice yeah, for families? Yeah, um, my kids will do what I love. Mm. And my kids uh, like soccer, because I do. Um, my kids like our church, because I do. I'm Kyle Grant, and I'm the lead pastor at Grace Bible Church. You know, biblical preaching is one of the highest priorities of our ministry. And I'm so thankful that you've chosen to listen. If you have any questions about our ministry or would like to know more about Christ, feel free to connect with us at www.gracebibleelkhart.com. Thank you again for spending these moments with us, and I pray that God transforms you by His grace through the Bible. Uh, Brother Will Galkin and Becky are, are, are dear friends, and this is one of the, our, our favorite things that we do at the conference, when we have conferences, or when we have ministries like this, is we just have a time of discussion, and I have questions to ask them, and we work through it, and, and, uh, and we, we get the opportunity to hear from uh, their work in the Word, and, and the, the wisdom the Lord has given them, and the way that God has grown them. And so I have a few questions that I think are very important to talk about. All right, so let's get, let's get really like down to the carpet in our living rooms. Uh, uh, what do you do for family devotions? Talk about family devotions a little bit, um, okay. why it's so important, and then maybe Great. things that have worked, things that haven't worked. Great. So we don't make a big deal about family devotions. Okay. Um, uh, my parents didn't. Christie's did. So the main thing is that it's a word-filled family, mm. and mm. so you got to figure out how you can get the word in. So um, I meet with the uh, – right now I, I meet with uh, two of our three that are still at home. And I just read through the Bible with them in the morning. And um, uh, we go through books of the Bible. I'm working through Romans with my third born right now. Um, there's, there's, there's word on the Gulkin Street that there's going to be a little t-shirt. I did Romans with dad or something. And um, <laughs> so um, my second born, I mean, he needed lots. And so we did like First John. We did Philippians. We did Colossians. No, Galatians. We did another book, James. We did Romans. Um, so I'm, I'm, I just meet with them in the morning. It's a lot of time. It's a, it's, it's a pain in my schedule, um, but it's absolutely wonderful. And, um, and then Christy does what we call Bible time. It's kind of we homeschool, so she does, uh, um, uh, like right now she's working through Hebrews with the kids. That's usually about 25 minutes um, sometime in the morning. And then we live life, and then we, we at least pray together. Uh, depending on where we're at in seasons, we'll go through a, we'll listen to, you know, 10, 15 uh, minutes of the scripture together at night. We'll listen to it on the app. I talk all day long. I'm done. At the, in the evening, I'm done. And um, it's just better to do that, or we just pray. And, but what's funny is we, we sit around, uh, and that's usually about an hour. That's like, like, we're, and we're just joking. We're laughing. We're like telling, we're recapping the day. We're just, we're making fun of each other. We're, we're doing life together. And I feel like um, word in community is what is needed more than just a word from an intellectual academic approach. And so, um, you know, there all those, those that, that evening time, whether that's um, you know, 15 minutes, probably 15 minutes to an hour. It's just like we're just living life, joking. Or someone will bring up something. Dad, did you see this video? Or, you know, Dad, this tweet or this thing or this post or did you know this? We'll just talk about it. So it's, it's more just life um, than a, a, a regimen. 
again, different season of life too. Um, we, our family table is, dinner table is very important to us. It's a special time for us. We spend a while around the table. Um, we have a lot of friends in seasons ahead of us who warn us once sports or whatever starts, yeah. all of that changes. So we know that eventually that we'll have to get creative and change in this. But right now we're able to have family dinners and um, practically this is not necessarily devotionally, but we do something called high-lows at the dinner table. I don't know if you've ever heard of people doing this, but every child gets to share the highest part of their day and the lowest part of their day. Or if they didn't have a low, they get to share two highs. <laughs> and so what happens from that is they, they kind of think through their day and actually a lot of conversation has happened because of this. We learned things that happened in their day that we had no idea happened or how they felt about something that we had no idea they felt about. And so that takes a lot of the dinner conversation prep time. So we're just talking and eating and talking about high lows. We can even do a high-low buffalo. A buffalo is just any random fact that you want to share. High-low buffalo. So, high-low buffalo. So uh, my my wife and I, I guess probably last year or so, went and had dinner at your oh, did home, we do and we did high-lows with you. <laughs> did, did you get to do a buffalo? Did you get to do a buffalo? I don't think I did a buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I just had two lows that day. Oh, but, man. No, That's kidding. against the rules, Kyle. You have to have a high. You have to <laughs> yeah. find one thing to be thankful for. So anyway, we just kind of start conversing that way. And then after dinner, we, um, we do spend some time... We've done all sorts of things. We've memorized. Uh, Stephanie Coffee puts out this little gospel ABC chart. And um, so we memorized literally verses of scripture all having to do the gospel. And just a personal testimony, I, we had a son who was very hard into the gospel, knew it, could tell it to you backwards and forwards, but just, just rejected it. And the only time we saw his heart softened was when we read aloud and quoted those scriptures. It was incredible to see God take his heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. Um, so we memorized those. We've done the New City Catechisms. I don't know if you're familiar with those. We've done all of those. Um, we've read through a lot of book series. Um, there's one we're going through right now on the heels of um, my dad's death. We were asking the question. It's called a big question series. Why does God let bad things happen? Um, but then kind of over the last year or so, my husband have just been really, we've been really convicted about, we use all of these resources that talk about God's word. We just need to be confident that our kids, whatever age, can handle straight scripture. And so we've just been reading scripture aloud. We've been through the gospels. Last night at the dinner table, we're in John and... We let uh, the ones who can read, read a couple of verses, and it's so exciting for them to be able to read God's word now. So we've just been really trying to put a lot more leverage into actually reading aloud God's words, not just what somebody else said about God's word. We have a hymn of the month. We like to sing old and new. We, we teach them the old hymns. We teach them the new hymns. They have really enjoyed that. Sometimes it ends up, Joe gets his guitar out, and my daughter gets her violin out, and we do a jam session. We have fun with that. We pray together. Um, then before bed, we do a lot of read aloud. This would be more me, because like you, my husband talks all day, and he's done. So I've read through Pilgrim's Progress with them, missionary biographies, Chronicles of Narnia. Pilgrim's Progress is on repeat. My husband's a, a big advocate of that one. So those are just some of the ideas that we do. But it is, it is, um, it's not just a one-time event that we're, that family devotions maybe gives the idea of that. It really should be. Mm. You're just constantly talking about what God is teaching you. Sweet, sweet. I know one of the things that we have just, that, that I have learned, that the Lord has showed me, is just how much your children can learn. Yes. And uh, we try to we do... Yeah, yeah, and and uh, especially with my son, bedtime is really important to me. When he likes mommy to put him to bed because you know he's a boy, and boys like mommy to put him to bed. But when it's my turn, um, we're doing just the my son passages in Proverbs. And the other night, I started saying, uh, I I started saying, my son, he, you know, hear the instructor, father, do not forsake the teaching of your mother. And he just started saying it with me, you know. Mm -hmm. And I had never 
taught him to say it. It's just, it, it latches on, and I th he's two, you know, and uh, it's not like he said it flawlessly, but he tried, you know, and um, so I think, I, I think that balance, I think, is so great. So it's a philosophy of word, right? Like, it's just, this is how we're going to run our home. We're just, mm -hmm. it's going to be the word, and then I think... Deuteronomy 6. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's there all the time, and, um, and then I think with younger ones, especially having some sort of regimented and and um, this is something that, that I need to lead better, and even in our own home, just some sort of uh, regimented time with, with younger ones is especially is really important. All right, one more question, and then we'll try to leave some, some time. It won't be a lot, but um, actually two more questions. Should be really practical. Uh, how do you prioritize local church? I mean, you're, you're pastors, so... so uh, you know, you're a pastor's wife and, and you're a pastor, so it's kind of like by default, it's a priority to them. But um, so you see in your congregation, how can you help people prioritize the local church? What would be your advice? Yeah, for fans? Um, my kids will do what I love. Hmm. And my kids uh, like soccer because I do. Um, my kids like our church because I do hmm. to start. So, I mean, that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, I mean, so. Um, we kind of have a, we, we were in a lot of sports and so, and that's to counter, um, the homeschool and mm. not to counter, but to supplement and to add life skills in the middle of all that. That's mm. intentional. Um, so there's conflicts. I mean, the, the culture today is not like, oh, when do you go to church? Oh, great. Yeah. We'll schedule around. And so we just have a, we just have a, um, for our family, I'm not going to tell you what our, our thing is for sports and church because I don't want you, I want you to think through your own. But like, I just feel like um, uh, we kind of know what we do. And I, I just loved the other day, uh, David had a game. Uh, he's on the, the local high schools, public schools soccer team. So he had a game um, and he just, uh, I, w I went and he finished up and he jumps in the car with his unis and is just and is like okay I said do you want to go home and change or you want to go to church he looks at the time he goes no nah, I think I, I better just go straight and that was what I was going to recommend but I wanted him to you know I said great man that's a good choice let's go and so he went all sweaty got there you know they were just starting their they were 10 minutes late so they're still playing their little youth group game and he got home with his unis on and then took a shower and I just think that cultivating a, a love for church, celebrating the victories, and talking very carefully, talking, they're old enough, where, I'm a pastor though, so this is different than you all, so I'm ask, answering from a pastor's perspective. My kids know when there's issues in the church, so I just have to be careful about those, and not taint them, and not be home bashing um, the sheep. We just don't talk bad about people at home. We just don't. I mean, uh, we don't talk negatively about you know, church. That's just a, that's just part of our life. That's just what we do. Not just because I'm a pastor, but as a, as a Christian. So, I don't know. It just starts with what mom and dad really love, and they'll love the same. Yeah, I just think helping your church, helping your children realize that church is people. It's not this just on Sunday yep. morning. It's not in a, a schedule on the calendar. You know, it's. Um, it's just an extension of what you do all week, you know, and then you gather together. You're, you're hopefully inserting people into your mm -hmm. life all throughout the week. Our house is a revolving door. Um, probably actually sometimes to our, we have to be careful when to guard it because we just are, 
letting people always in, and then we have to say, okay, we probably should take some time for just our family. So you, there are people who are different ends of that, other people who just never open the door. So maybe just mm. analyzing where you are in that. But hospitality, showing your ch children, you know, we mm. are open. This is our family. Mm. If we say we're a church family, we should act like it. And this is our village. This is who we do life with. God has given us these people in our lives, and we love them. Um, even the prickly people, we are talking about something that we can find in them that God has placed them in our lives for a reason. How can, what can I learn from that person, even though I maybe find nothing in common with them or have nothing that I can think positively about, but there's something in them. God has always given these people to us for a reason. So I think it's just letting your children see that the church is people and involving that throughout your week. And then Sunday or whenever you gather is just an extension of that. Um, mm -hmm. So it's just a natural outflowing of that. Um, I asked my husband this question, and he said, just practically on Sundays, come early and stay late. You know, if you, if this is your family, you should want to be with them. You shouldn't be the last one in the door and the first one out the door. You just want to be with each other, you know, and um, so cultivating that in your home, talking well of your, the people in your church as well, and just showing them that these are the people that we're going to spend eternity with, and we get to have our time on earth with. This is who God's placed us with. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Uh, and then one more question, see if we can have just a few minutes for a question. Practically, um, marriage is the, the pillar of the home. Marriage is the foundational relationship of the home. Uh, how do you prioritize that even over raising children? Yeah, that's a, that's a phenomenal question. I think Christy and I would both go like, whoa, we probably aren't the best at that one. <laughs> and I think because uh, Christy and I, we traveled in ministry together, so we were with each other all day long. Like my, our, our house was parked right there, you know. So I would be working out of the trailer. We'd be running in, having lunch together. We'd be like, she'd be doing music. I'd be preaching. We'd be holding hands. Every night we'd be, you know, singing worship songs. Or, you know, it was just like we're together. So we kind of realized, we just got off the road. We're now in uh, Utah full time. We realized that we were kind of like we'd operate side by side. And we'd just be doing the same mission. We're doing the same stuff. But we're like, okay, are we synced up uh, together and um so we've just been we've been really working at that so i'm excited about what becky's gonna say all right so you say you've been working at that how oh we just go out like we just bought we just bought bikes we're gonna go to national parks together um we're okay we, not exercise how do you work on that <laughs> just, uh, so we go uh we go like we say like we lay in bed and we just go what's one thing that happened today that i don't know about mm. and then we just talk Try to get, try to knit our hearts. We think there's, we, we talk about five points of intimacy. Like we feel like uh, husband and wife has a mental, there should be a mental, there should be a spiritual, there should be emotional, there should be a sexual, there should be a something else. We're not really good at that one. <laughs> um, but every couple has different points of intimacy and there's different seasons where it's really good. And I think most couple most couples are usually operating off of two points of intimacy and they think everything's really awesome and then all of a sudden something sovereign happens that knocks one of those off and then they're hanging by a thread and I think God has has us where you know if we're really intellectually emotionally spiritually uh, uh, sexually um, and we uh, activity there's something with activity that there's there's just all these points of intimacy that keep us and when one of them's not really operating, we're able to, you know, we're just ride the storm. 
So we had a circumstance where we were all somewhere looking at each other and going, man, we're only really connected with one or two of these. So we're like, okay, let's get on that. So I don't know. I think Christy and I are just growing in grace with that and trying to, to make it. I love her. We're, I mean, she loves me. We're like best of friends. And yet we're like, man, we got, we're, we're hitting 50s, you know, so we got 25 more years. Let's, let's do this, you know, and um, so... Yeah, I think it's such an important question because the best thing you can give your children is a healthy marriage, for sure. Um, my husband is a little over, top, over the top on this. Like, he just talks. My kids know that my husband is flipped out over me, and he just lets it be known anytime and any way he can. Um, yeah, it's a little much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and so my kids just know that. They, they have no doubt how dad feels about mom, and I really appreciate that about him. So I really think he takes the lead in this and gets the credit for that. Um, I, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, we call date night so important, but if I, if I were to evaluate, we don't often get out to actually get a babysitter and go. It's hard to. It costs a lot of money because you're paying for a meal and a sitter. So we do a lot of the kids go to bed and, okay, let's just spend some time together. Let's look at each other and talk. Like, why is that so hard sometimes when life gets so crazy? Um, Something we enjoy doing together is, and I know not every man does this, but Joe jumps into the kitchen with me at dinner time. We send the kids to the basement. Kids go to the basement. This is our chat time, actually. We're we're prepping dinner and we're talking together. So whatever that might be, just even trying to connect for 10 minutes, 15 minutes to actually talk and ask good questions, you know, like not... Not just how's your day, fine, you know, but actually going deeper. Um, find something that you enjoy doing together. I wrote that down. I, I love how you guys are doing that. We, we're still figuring that out. He loves to golf. I like to watch him golf, <laughs> so we enjoy sometimes together. Um, but just trying to find things that you can do together. We like to go, even if it's just on a five-minute walk around our neighborhood, hand-in-hand, hand, and the kids have to just stay in our yard, and we have a safe neighborhood, so we were able to do that. But we just... Just even just a, a slice of time together, just making that. Um, and then one other thing that I thought of is being unified when it comes to parenting. We, a phrase in our home over and over is mommy and daddy say the same thing. Because <clears throat> boy, do our kids try to just pit one against the other. And in our home, it's an immediate discipline. If you ask me and then you go ask your dad, that's an immediate discipline issue. So we just say a lot of the time, mommy and daddy say the same thing. And then if we disagree, we go do it in private. Like if there's a parenting issue that we aren't seeing eye to eye on, you know, like why did you give him, you know, candy before bed? Let's chat about this. And the Something other. tells me that's dad. That's not oh, mom. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the fun parent. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm like the law and he's grace. So, so, <laughs> the law and he's grace. so we're working on a good balance there. But yeah, just, I, I, I don't know. That is such a security to your children mm. is if they know mom and dad are, they are head over heels for each other. They're, mm. They are the most important. Even one other thing Joe will say before, if we do go on a date or we go on a trip together, he will sit down our children and say, the most important relationship is in this family is between your mom mm. and I, because you guys will one day leave. He'll tell them this, even my three-year-old, four-year-old now, he'll tell, but mom and dad, mom and dad are mm. for life. Mm. And so just even saying that out loud to your kids, mm-hmm. I think is really important. Fantastic. Amen. Uh, it was said. It was said yesterday. I'm talking about spending time together. It has happened multiple times where uh, they will go and we will go to a golf course, and the four of us will hang out. And on the first hole, Joe and I play, and they drive the carts. And by hole two, they're in a cart. Our wives are in a cart together, <laughs> because apparently they have more fun hanging out with each other than than us. But uh, uh, those are always sweet times of fellowship. And thank you for that. That's so important. So important. Such practical, practical insight. All right. Well, we're not going to have time to take questions. 
But I think this, this final question is really important. Um, everyone here is discouraged about something in their family. Everyone here. Well, everyone here. Yeah, everyone, absolutely. Everyone in this room right. is discouraged about something in their family. Um, one, I didn't write this down, so sorry. One final note or two final notes of just encouragement. Yeah. I'm glad you, you said that because I was going to conclude with just saying that I think when we sit in these settings and you hear of all these great ideas, yeah. it can suddenly turn into more law. I mean, mm-hmm. it can suddenly turn into, man, I am a loser. Yeah. That's and, what I'm feeling right now. Oh. So this is for me. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, I think that, that's <laughs> no, not supposed no. to be the way because yeah. this is, should be like, oh, the, the, that's, a, that's a creative idea or that's mm. a creative idea mm. because every, uh, every home is different. I mean, you give an account for your home, I give an account for my home. And um, God's grace is enough because mm. ultimately God is the parent. Yeah. And uh, I say this a lot to my kids. I'm like, hey, hey, kids, I'm not Jesus. Like, if I die, you can still be a good Christian. Amen. Um, if I messed up somehow, you can be a, still be a good Christian. If I'm overemphasizing something uh, because of an issue of the culture, like, 10 years ago, so my parenting is, is actually a corrective parenting to something bad that was 10 years ago. I said, this okay. God's going to balance you out because God's your parent. God, God's the ultimate parent. Jesus is more than enough. And I don't want to create a, a complex where like your life goes into despair because I was the only one that could be the mediator between you and God. Uh, you have the Holy Spirit. You have Jesus. You have the Word. You have everything that you need for life and godliness in Christ Jesus. So you're a self-feeder. That, that's what I'm trying to do with my kids. You're a self-feeder. You can read the Word. You can make a good decision. I'm proud of you. You keep on going. You're going to be a wise man. You know, all of those things, but that applies to us. I think, I think when we connect the dots between um, I'm just a child of God and God's my parent, and then I'm just, I'm just trying to be a little, a little parent, you know, and there's, there's God who's the ultimate parent. And then, it, and, and then it's okay. And, and guess what? All of us, um, none of us will get this perfect. And we all start at different times. Like, it, it could be just trusted Christ. I'm so thankful for my parents. They trusted Christ when I was, I was already on this earth. And they just did the best they could. And God gets the glory. And so I just hope that none of you are discouraged by what you're hearing in this panel. That you'd actually be encouraged. That you're like, okay, I can start today. And I can't worry about all the things I didn't do right. But I can sure do right today. And I can do right tomorrow. And to God be all the glory. And, and God's going God's to fill in the cracks. God loves taking weak, broken things and making them beautiful things. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I read an article once called Perfect Moms Can't Share the Gospel. And I hold on to that all the time because my kids don't need a perfect mom. They need a mom who needs Jesus and knows it. And so Joe and I always say, if nothing else, we have shown our children who Jesus is not. <laughs> and we have put a name to that. Like when we, when we sin and blow it big, which we do so often, we go to our children and we say, that is not Jesus. He would never treat you like that. He would have never said something to you like that. He would have, you know, he would have kept his promise to you. Um, he's always faithful. Um, so I think just that brokenness of just being willing to admit it to your family, just asking their forgiveness, literally going to your children and say, mom and dad need Jesus just as much as you do. Or even when your child is struggling with a, sh- a sin issue, don't, not passing judgment, but having compassion to say, I struggle with the same thing. And Jesus is the answer. And so I think it's just admitting that we're all broken and we all have the same person who mends us and it's always Jesus. Amen. And a broken, contrite spirit, he will not, he will not think little of. Amen.
Amen. Well, praise God for this time. Amen. So thankful for this. And I, I do hope, I do hope what, what Brother Will just said is, is true of you, that you're hearing this not going, oh, there's a standard I'll never reach. But you're hearing this going, Jesus is good and Jesus can transform us. And, and, um, and that we look at these and we learn, but we recognize the source of any hope for any change in our family is Jesus Christ.